uh, I want a, I want a black introduction. I don't know. I think I might do like the blackness, the blackness. You know the song, the blackness optimist. Ugh, no. I hate that song. You hate it? The optimist. That one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. It's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> shut me down. Well, go ahead um, and sing it. What's another? Bl- I'm thinking like Whitney Houston's national anthem, maybe. You know, something like that. Or you can actually do our national anthem. Or our national anthem. Oh, Beyonce's. I'm doing Beyonce's. Yeah. Lift every voice and Hello. sing <laughs> to earth and heaven. <laughs> no, that, w- oh, that was that one. That was that one. Yeah, you singing the actual one. No, I was thinking, what did Beyonce do? Right, she was like, do 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 do. Wait, no. You know the words? Liberty. Yeah, I do. No, wait, did y'all see Amanda Sales? Um, Not yet. Oh, shit. segment where I read slash sing lyrics to a sitcom and um, you and Melanie are to guess what it is. Melanie is the only one being scored here since she's a regular. So far she is two for three doing really well. 66% getting close to a passing grade. Um, You can (laughs) assist and be a part of as well. You realize like this is Jay's game that only Jay is really playing. I'm just in the room. Um, I, there is no scoring over here in my lane. Two out of three. Um, <laughs> so far, no guests doing that. have been able to guess. So you could be the first. All right. So I'm just going to. No pressure. You get one hint. One hint. One hint. Um, I'm going to start first so that you can get it. Okay. Um,. So you're going to sing the song lyric, and then I'm supposed to guess what the song is. Yes, I'm not going to sing it, because if I sing it, you're going to know it. I'm going to say it. Oh. All right. I'm going to say it arrhythmically, so as not to give you a clue. I know my parents loved me. Okay, can you stop right now? Can you stop right now? I know it. I know my parents loved me. Thank you. You can stop right there. <laughs> I tried so I hard. I know. <laughs> My parents. I try to give no rhythm to it. <laughs> it's a different world. <laughs> oh, then where, where you come, come from? from. Yes, it is now. Yeah. It's a, all right. It's a chance to make it. Yes. Hey. If we focus on our goals. Woo. You can dish it. You can, can take, take it. it. 
Aretha really put her foot in that she one. She did. I didn't I, know she sang it. Every time I listen to that, I'd be cracking up because I'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> every time I listen to it, I crack up because I'm like, I could just imagine her in the studio it, and where she had to go to get those. Right. Yeah. So just how about you just get real familiar with it? So close that your whiskers graze the tip. Now, then you will be close enough. Huh? Whiskers on the tip. There you go. One man. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Whiskers on the tip. Whiskers on the tip. Hey, whiskers on the tip. Whiskers on the tip. Yeah, hey, that should be somebody rap name. Whiskers. whiskers. For sure. I, I can see that. And then. Yo, whiskers yeah. on the track. Whiskers on the beat, hope. Right. Um, <laughs> Please did not just say whiskers on the beat, hope. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, uh, let me do... Um, See, right. this is exactly why I brought my fan, because I knew I was going to start laughing and getting, getting and hot. And getting hot. You hot? Honey, I'm freezing. Oh, nice. It's <laughs> so full body, that's why. They have told me that I need to, like, practice uh-huh. um, laughing modestly. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. But you so, trying to please this man's laugh. Well, okay, one time we were literally in the TV studio <laughs> with mics all upon our chest and things, and we are supposed to be, like, sound-checked, and he's laughing so full-bodily <laughs> that all his chains and dangles were stuff were hitting the bangles mic. Bangles and bangles and, and chains. And I was like, if you just do a, <laughs> like, you wouldn't have <laughs> such issues. <laughs> like a, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um... Welcome back to the Dance Student Podcast, where we talk about the dainty, dandy, dapper, daring, darling, dashing, dauntless, and dazzling life of a dance artist. My name is Jay Bui. And I'm Dancing Melanie. And this is the Dance, Dance Union, Union Podcast. Brought to you live by WNYC. No, it's not brought to you by anybody. I was like, it's brought to you? <laughs> no. I was like, brought to you by, by, by. Okay. Right, right. right. <laughs> Advertising space, um, sponsorship space. Um, we are joined in the studio by a friend, a dear friend. Please introduce yourself so the people know. Hola, como estas? Bien. Um, <laughs> you just wanted to roll that on. Right, you did. Mi amor. <laughs> Hi, everyone. My name is Orlando Hunter. Yeah. I am uh, one half of Brotherhood Dance, and I am... Pleased to be here with my lovelies. Woo. Pleased to have you. Is this your third time on the podcast? I I think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah my third time. I'm gonna bring that tip closer to your lip. Oh. Closer to the lip. Whiskers on the tip. You can, yeah. tip. you can bring it closer higher. to the lip. Oh, on the tip. oh there we go. They, this is this is nice. Now it's comfortable, right? It's very comfortable. I thought mm. I had to be like, mm. Mm. no, look, no, see, she's adjustable. She's very adjustable. Okay, yeah. here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Great. Here we are. What we talking about today? I think, okay, so we're, today is Black History Month. This is the first podcast um, of 2019 released during the history uh, of blackness. Um, the history of blackness. So we had another episode scheduled for this one, but I think it's it's just fitting that the stars are like, y'all going to talk about black shit today. Um, mm. So I think it'll That's be just an open, con- it is an everyday situation. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, now here's the other. We're going to get into it. So Let's get into it then. But I, wish we had, <laughs> I wish the fuck we had a, a video camera in here for that moment. Right, right. Um, <laughs> it is Black History 365, but on the yes, month of that, February. Yes, that was Melanie's, uh, what was, was uh-huh. it, my, my staple, my yes. comment. And along with that, we just go in extra hard for these 28 days. But it's not nothing special. We black every day. Every I day. mean, 
I, I have no problem putting on emphasis for four weeks. Like I could put, I could throw in a little emphasis for these four weeks. So, okay, just want to have an open conversation about blackness and dance and things like that, and just let just let this be a black ass podcast yes. in all the ways. I mean, it's it's actually really fitting now that I say this because, you know, we we came here on um, not the white man's time, but on the black man's time. Yeah, we time. did. See, you everything's know? aligning. Yeah. It's yeah. aligning. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, like, y'all did. Y'all did. I was here on time. You were here on the white man's time. We were here. Look, I was trying to be courteous of my folks. If it was, and no, be we like... appreciate that. But really see, do. then you had this this juicy extra time to talk on the phone, uh, catch true, up. True, I you did. know, like mm-hmm. I got the post. You got the post. Right. I would have been meaning to post that, but see? I was like, look, I, <laughs> see, this is the beauty of like how we true, have to be true, more fluid true, with our true. time. Time right is just a social construct now. It is. Now we we socially constructed it. For this particular podcast to be with the CP times, Indeed. I don't really like CP time because I feel I like it includes people. so many other people that don't have the same. Well, you got to think about being below the equator, though, like yes. the global south. You move at a different pace. Absolutely, like yeah. I was telling Jay, I was like, I want somebody to be like, so we're gonna meet when the sun is at the middle of the sky, like right before. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like. And also, I feel like I need to be closer to the people that I'm, I'm like, connecting with. So then now I can just stroll over and mm-hmm. always be on time. Yeah. I'm quoting that. I don't mind. Like, and I'm, I'm glad we're talking about time because as 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 a joke, I mean, as much of a joke as the phrase um, time is a social construct can be used as a joke, mm-hmm. it's also really, really well, real. The history of time hasn't been measured the same way that we're using it now um, until, like, more recently when we had things like... Capitalism. Capitalism. Get out of my brain, uh, Melanie. You get out of my brain. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, um, and even within, I mean, but so, come on, simultaneous <laughs> now. Um, so, we here today. Yes. So even within, even within capitalist structures, as we still have to move within and work within, unfortunately, um, many of us, more melanated folk, still um, hold probably like the truest sense of time where they're more like... Um, connected to Earth's sense of time. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to arrive, and then when we arrive, we're going to acknowledge everyone's presence when we arrive. We're going to prioritize the relationship of the people in the room who are actually going to get the business done as mm-hmm. opposed to this productivity thing over here. And that, also be in the room and be rather, in. El, you know, than elsewhere. And then Because it's interesting, because, yeah. like, on the way here, we tried to take a train. Mm-hmm. That didn't work. Mm-hmm. And then we tried to take one car, mm-hmm. and that didn't work. Mm-hmm. Oh, two cars? Yeah, and yeah. then we had to jump in another car, and then he decided... That he was going to drop us off a couple blocks away from yeah. the space. Well, that's what they're doing now in Ubers now. No, you know, but he wasn't supposed to. He no, missed the stop. He just missed oh, the oh, Yeah, he missed yeah. the turn. So I'm just like, every it's like one thing after another. Yeah. It's like there's something that we we need to be listening to right now. Yeah. So like you know, yeah, just being mindful of that. Like, mindful. what is it trying to tell us? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing was that I didn't need a coffee, because clearly, you're all right. You know, you're all right. I wanted to get a coffee before this end. Just was not working out. That's all right. You know, the universe said yeah. that our black ancestors said you would be all right. They did. And I offered to make you the coffee at the house, too. Didn't you, though? Pro bono. Mm. <laughs> you ain't need that coffee, girl. Yeah, need it. Um, but yeah, no, time is Damn. a social construct. I advise Damn. y'all to. Can um, I just say? Yeah. Now, so now I'm not only am I not caffeinated, I'm $12 poor. Can I just say that? <laughs> Wait, did you get the coffee, though? No, you didn't get no. the coffee. No, I tried to get the car and it didn't work. So then Jay got the car, and then Jay got me to get the car. Because he was very I transparent. He's very transparent. I don't look. The rent is due. Okay, 
Oh, she asked you to get the car, and you was like, oh, I can't get the car. Can you get the car? No, yeah, I offered to get the car, but then mm-hmm. my thing wasn't working because the guy never came. Yeah. So then Jay got the car, but he was very transparent, up to, like, at front, like, yo, I don't, I, don't, have I, don't, I don't have the money. I won't get this car. Yeah. But then he ended up getting it. And before we walked into the doors good, before the, the revolving door closed, I had a Venmo request. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> right? I mean, listen. On it. That's that's who I am. No shade. I appreciate it. You know, you hire me for things. Do it. Some people hire me because they know I'm going to get the shit done. So you got the task done. You got us here. Boom. You know what I mean? I'm a a doer. Right up. I'm, I like those advertisements that's, on the that's train. That's some airy shit. It's so action. It's so action. Action. Not a bug of mouth. Hey. <laughs> you know? That's what they say. Yeah. What? Not a bug of mouth, honey. You don't, you don't want to just be lip service. What, who, who got time for this? Mm-mm. When I'm not around. <laughs> doing, wow. all this. doing all of this. When, when I, I come, come around, around, you, you want to post up. Well, hell, honey. Woo. That, that's, that's, like, that's a moment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't seen that girl. What? I got so many videos to show you. Oh I got. We have to spend like a whole day together. <laughs> us just in the house watching memes and. That sounds great. Hip. Can you give me a two-hour like time window? So what we're gonna do moving forward, since time is such a social construct. Time is ever yes, and it's much too short to waste another minute on, on you. you. Why you suddenly trying to hide? I'm back and say goodbye. Thought you were my dream come true. Ain't no feeling like ooh. Free. I don't know what y'all saying, so I'm just gonna ooh. <laughs> so what? I'm, <laughs> I'm just gonna ooh. Just gonna ooh in the back. Just gonna ooh and ah in the back. <laughs> no, what I was saying. <laughs> what I was saying was, um, we can. Uh, I would just, if it needs to be a hard time, I'll be more explicit. Like this is this is a hard time starting. If this is a soft time starting, it's a soft time. Because some not, not even just like for the premise of the thing, but sometimes like in my life, like I don't have I'm I only I'm leaving someplace to meet you and I'm leaving right after, so I have to be you have to be strict. Strict. Yes, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um so yeah, um do you wanna do a history of the future segment? I do. Okay. I felt like they were just gonna make themselves present. A history of as we talk about blackness and dance. Then why did you make me do that research in a car? I just hit, it literally just hit me at this moment. And you already had a list. True. But I was going to go with someone who wasn't on the list, which means there was an, you know what? Save your own glove out. No, you can't Come do on, that. Savion. I can edit that whole thing out. Edit. We edit, didn't even do a transition edit, style. Edit. Oh. Uh, let's just do a transition step into the shit and then we can just talk about it. We'll just freeform it. I feel like freeform. You feel like freeform? Sure, why not? Let's freeform so it. So you don't want me to read my little diatribe that, that I have? Do you want to? Do you, are you, yeah. are you I don't want to miss it. Ready? I don't want to miss it. Honey, take the it? moment. Take the time. Okay, take can you time. give us a, a travel step that we're going to do in the lobby? Like right after this. A travel step? Well, like give a us a transition, transition step from one thing to the next, from yeah. one segment to the next. A step cross. Wow. It's like you've never danced before. <sighs> um, like, something no, to cross you'll get the to... floor, something to like, you know you what I mean? Tra- like... Into uh, the next move. Like, you, yeah. t- you that's locomotive. I need, yeah, something locomotive. Okay, okay. Yeah. Say locomotion. <laughs> Use the words, honey. Okay. We, dance podcast. Dance you, yeah, honey. We Hurry. said transition. Tra- transitions. One, two, and I'm into the next thing. I mean, that's that's Step also cross. true. Okay. So we need a, a locomotive transitory, transitionary step. I can give step. you a Yonvalu step. Please do. All right, so we're going to Yonvalu step across the floor into the next segment, which is... Dance history for the future. Wait, 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 wait. Do it, Dance do it. history for the future? Oh. That's good because the dance history now is. 
Okay, can you say... Trademark. Wait, hold on. Can you say dance history for the future in five, six, seven? Dance history for the future. Future, future, future. Why is yours so... Oh, I got to be in it. Dance history for the future. Yeah, why is yours so, like, poppy? Yours is good. Poppy, poppy. Who's poppy? Dance history for the future. Yeah, well, mine isn't doing that. Dance history for the future. Future. You are future. projecting. Yeah, I don't okay. understand why it's doing Come that. On, you I should have future, future. Give us an echo. Future, future. Future, future. Honey, child. This is going to be a shit show for me to edit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Today we are talking about the famous tap dancer, Savion Glover, who is the epitome of living legend. So says this. Um, This uh, website on my phone. Okay? Mm -hmm. Born in 1973, this tapping marvel has graced the stage since childhood. I first saw him in that movie Tap with um, Gregory Hines. Mm. Did you see that movie? Mm. I saw it, but I I, I can't. uh... It had some grown folk stuff in it, so you probably shouldn't have been. It maybe was like PG-13R. Anyway, did you see? (laughs) PG-13R. Or R. Did you see Tap? No. All right. That's where I first saw him. I'm really bad at seeing dance films. Oh, mm, It's so good, though. Yeah. Uh, he developed his own dancing style that he dubbed Freestyle Hardcore. And he's an Tony Award winner. And I've said this before, but he's danced with Gregory Hines and mm-hmm. Sammy Davis Jr. Mm-hmm. Among his credits. He's badass and still like running these streets, doing amazing things. Oh, I also remember seeing him on Sesame Street. Did you also- Yeah, Sesame Street. Where, where else might the people born in the 80s, 90s, maybe in the 70s might have seen him on? Besides Sesame Street and Tap? Uh-huh. Uh, he was in Happy Feet. He womp. was a voice in Happy Feet. Womp Womp. What's Womp Womp? The Apollo. Was that not him tap dancing at the Apollo? Was it? Oh. Was he the kid he, that was like, like uh, with Sandman? I think he was grown. and He, he was, was grown like, and he, he was, was on tap. Uh, Apollo. When, when we were Womp Womp, he would come out tapping. Womp Is that womp. true? Womp Womp. I hope no one can hear that. <laughs> My foot <laughs> flurrying on the floor. That's all it was was a come flurry. Come on, flurries. All right, well, that's Mr. Glover. We appreciate we appreciate you, Savion Glover, um, the Apollo. I'm like 95 percent sure. I just saw someone had the picture with him. Was it Nia or Brittany? Mm. All right, I will do a fact check to be sure. But I thought it, I, there was a tap dancing um, person on the Apollo who would like after we womp womp come out and be like, yeah, I thought that was somebody else. Off the show, get off the stage. We don't want you anymore. Um, I think that was somebody else. That might have been somebody else. But okay, okay, I think this is a great transition. Can we talk about the difference in show environment, etiquette, um, atmosphere from like black performances as opposed to like what we often have performed or shown our work in, which is like more white center spaces? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel like the Apollo is a great example of like all of those things. Very much so. You know, we res- black audiences respond to energy. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. we're like, ooh, go the fuck off. Yes, yeah, yeah. throw down. White audiences respond to technical prowess. They've or like, if they do respond, they're they don't show the response. I was gonna say I feel like a lot of it is in, it's not external response, period. They wait till the the moment in the show, like if it's like a, what, what what white people call a dancey dancey. Mm. I don't, I'm mm. like, what the fuck? And we just dancing. Mm-hmm. But that's a whole other story. Mm. Um, 
Well, you get to that part, and then afterward they they do the uh, yeah. you know the clap, the, the clap. The but during clap. during it, people ain't gonna be like, "Yes, yeah. fuck it up, yeah. do that shit." Yeah. Oh, this is my song, ow! Even if they like the song, yeah, they and, still like, yeah. And I felt very, I felt very, um, I felt like I have to actively push back against those things when I am seeing a show, even if it is a black show. Push back against what? Push back against the the culture of like. Um, of a white-centered performance space where we we sit down, we wait for the lights to dim, and then we watch the show. We say nothing during the whole show, and then we clap at appropriate moments when everyone's clapping. Um, we don't... It, when someone asks for audience participation, we respectfully decline initially. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then we, like, low-key begrudgingly get involved and try to be... You know, it's mm-hmm. just less, less call and response. More mm-hmm. like they... We're just here to be... Um, in the dark and to be spectators, spectators, which so is why passive, like, spectators. passive. That's what I'm looking for. Artists of color, I feel like, do a lot of work to try to create very communal spaces mm-hmm. as a part of their work, just so we can like, just get to be ourselves. Yeah. you know what I mean. It's in the history of the call and response. I mean, that's 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 the base. I feel like this is the base of it all. Yeah, I'm wondering, like, again, culturally thinking about difference of like with some work. They don't need your energy. They mm-hmm. don't need your response, mm-hmm. right? Whereas, like, I know with the work I'm doing, um, I particularly love it when Charmaine Warren is in the audience. Yes. Because she, and also, um, I f- there's a lot of people who do this, but um, gives you so much energy back that you it becomes um, a relationship of reciprocity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know that people are actually with you. Yes. Right. And if they're not with you, then you, you know what I mean? Whereas, like, this us trying to figure it out because we don't know, we can't feel it. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. Maybe that's what she said that style asked for. I don't know. Yeah. And people sometimes, you know, who have cultural differences, um, <laughs> you know, they're like, well, I can't connect. I, I, you know, I don't feel comfortable, like, really moving to that kind of music or, you know. Understandable. Understandable. And I think that's, I think that's very, very fine and okay. But I think what's, what I think is more important is knowing about the expectations in the space. Like, before we even get into a theater, oftentimes, um, what are we contending with before we get to our seat? Mm-hmm. Um, when we get into the area, we're noting the area in which we're in, lower Manhattan or, like, in a very white area. So Absolutely. even as black and people of color, we tend to, like, code switch to to meet the temperature of the area. Mm-hmm. So then, like, I'm speaking even specifically of the Joyce. So let's say we're going to the Joyce. By the time I get to the door, I'm already, like, checking with somebody in the institution for, like, tickets or something like that. And the energy that that is is very, for me, I've noticed always less personable and more business-oriented as opposed to, like, if I go to the Apollo. And there's somebody's, like, um, and I say somebody's, but, like, somebody's auntie or somebody there. And there's mm-hmm. a smile and a greeting, like, good evening, how are you doing today? And that, that I think the value system of valuing the relationship between um people in the space as mm-hmm. opposed to the transaction in the space. I feel like maybe we should just talk specifically about black performances and black audiences because for I can't speak about other folks right, of right. color like how they like what their like what the history is and, and the colonists yeah, I have no idea are, like they take hours to perform mm-hmm. in some spaces and then mm-hmm. there's like a different kind of you know yeah it makes me in. yeah it makes me think about um, when I first started doing research about burlesque and the history of um, theater in certain spaces you know in the beginning they allowed there was a pit right and people actually did interact with the performers they Mm. threw food and then over time to sort of um i guess police those situations a little bit more they got rid of the food they got rid of the alcohol Mm. they put the poor folk because like the poor folks were in the pit right 
They mm-hmm. got rid of them mm-hmm. from being in the pit. They like ticket prices went up astronomically. Mm-hmm. So you know what I mean? Like there became there was a moment in time when there was a policing of theater and, mm-hmm. and, and performance in a certain mm-hmm. way. I see. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if we had that in black spaces. I feel like specifically in America, our the Apollo holding on the womp womp when it comes to like someone performing and audience being like, nah, not good enough. Um, is something that I've valued so high in my life. Like I desire that so much. Not to be womp womped, but for there to be such um to have the full spectrum of audience engagement. I've booed in a space in a black dance space. Mm-hmm. And the response that I received was, you know, these young artists don't know da 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 they ain't got no and I'm like I didn't fucking like the work. <laughs> and you are clapping and that's your response. Yeah. So if this oh, is an so open you did spit- it at the end of like the response. Yeah. I wasn't in the middle of the show like boo right. yeah, boo. Yeah. yeah. It was my response while people were clapping as yeah. it was an appropriate time to give your response. Yeah. So I think the idea of one just upholding black yeah. dance because it's because it's there. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about that because sometimes it's just because you know, it's there. Because we have to critique the art. Yeah. You know, wh- what is it telling us? What is it reflecting back to us? Yeah. And if I don't agree with that and I'm just clapping for, for clapping their things. ego, yeah. I don't, I don't, that's not how I move in this art. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting though. Because moving forward, I feel like when you say that though, it makes me feel so sad about probably how devastated that person must have felt. Not devastated, but they couldn't like, hear me. Everybody wait, was too wait, busy hold on. doing this. Can we wait? Let's let's imagine that the only thing that that person heard was the boo when they were done. Let's let's just like I want to like imagine. I think, I think it's not the audience's job to safeguard the audience. I mean, the audience, the artist, from their response in the sense that. If, Can you say that again? Yeah, I don't think it's the audience's response to safeguard the artist from the audience's response to the work in the sense that i feel like when when we're audience when we paid money to see a show we um gave our time and we 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 really like sat with you through the thing and then i didn't like it i felt offended whatever as an audience member and then i still get up and clap anyways i'm not conveying to you how i actually feel i'm saving that was you my yelp review honey mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. i'm saving the artist from my response to the work that you shared with me okay so that's from the audience perspective mm-hmm. now br- now bring it back to the performer's perspective yes you are a performer and your mm-hmm. work just got booed if my work got booed the, it would definitely hurt all the feelings would be there i would be hurt i'll feel devastated i'll feel even for myself i felt like what the fuck did i do wrong to yeah. to get this response but over time and with more reflection on it i would then go how can i show up again and not get the same response if i'm dedicated to the craft mm-hmm. and those are i think the two arenas where those things say pretty true is like the apollo situation but also comedy comedy you may mm-hmm. you it could be dead or people could be like i stand up and heckle you the whole time but i feel like the dedication to the craft doesn't doesn't break people as quickly as um, as we may assume because mm-hmm. it's like you are here to create an environment for people to show like that's the point the form of entertainment that's the that's exchange. the simple that's yes the, that's the exchange hum, this humanity thing this yeah. humanistic thing so that for, we continue to and do. I and I would that's why I said I think I uphold the full spectrum of responses because I would like for in real time for someone to let me know what landed and what didn't 
especially as an artist, because that is, even if it hurts, it gives me a lot of a much more valuable information than for me in, in my mind and in what I'm creating. It gives me more valuable information than to have someone clap, clap, clap for me at the end of it. I feel really, really good and then sit down with them days, maybe weeks later, and then they list to me all the ways the work could be stronger. And are we talking about being black? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there, 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 but, there are a lot of ways of being black. But, a lot that's of ways. one of them. And we yeah. keep like negating that kind of blackness mm. that hoodness mm. what is be what is our, our idea of responding yeah. boo yeah. and i did it at an appropriate time mm-hmm. so why the fuck am i going to care about the performers feeling i paid i paid my money yeah. you know i paid my money just like everybody else did to yeah. receive a service mm-hmm. and when i didn't feel like the service was great i'm going to critique it whether mm-hmm. i'm at a restaurant whether i'm in a fucking cab whether i'm in a church service yeah okay yeah, <laughs> and I, I, maybe I'm not so I'm not so precious about like the boo or even like a womp womp or any kind of like audience response of like hey didn't didn't really feel that what you gave, um, as opposed to like because I feel like I I don't want to equate that to like someone coming up to me after the show and be like I hate everything you fucking did you should stop dancing like I don't think it's that you know what I mean I don't think it's so such a such a wrong thing for someone or even. Um, yeah, for someone as an artist to receive like immediate response to say, I did not like what you gave on stage. And I think what maybe and what I thought of as a happy medium is like, don't clap if you did not like it, please. Like, I would love to I would love to feel like the sparse clapping or the silence if what I did was not it. Yo, yeah. somebody straight up yeah, will yeah. start singing church hymns during How to Survive a Plague, mm. which is a piece of Ricardo and I's mm-hmm. a brotherhood dance that deals with. Um, demonize sex and sexuality with um, black men or mm-hmm. people in the world who have HIV and AIDS. Mm-hmm. So I have I'm dressed as Ashu, and Ashu mm-hmm. is a Africanist deity um, that shows up in multiple areas around the African diaspora. And a lot of times, this deity is shown as a devilish character. Yeah. So uh, symbolizing the um, negative social mores, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that are antiquated by whiteness yeah um so when we reflect that back then then what is the conversation now i've become this thing now what can you say to me just like we appropriate the word nigga Mm -hmm. or like you know all of these things so um we were in texas and performing this piece me and ricardo you know Mm -hmm. doing our thing and all of a sudden like in the front like you these people are like I forget what song they're, they're singing, but they're the like, Jesus, yeah. Jesus. Like, yeah. and I'm like, what? Like, give me that response. Yeah. I, I welcome that because yeah. it moves you. Yeah. It's something in you stirred. So you, now you have to function and you have to think like, why did that move me like that? Why did I have to like go to the, oh, because that was unholy. Why is that mm. unholy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's it's a it's a tougher playing field for sure to have to or if if audiences were like that. It's a definitely tougher playing field um, that require that that will have a lot of like skin knees and feelings hurt and tears and a lot of like questioning what you do. Yeah, I'm just thinking a lot about respect too, because like even though growing up in black community, there mm-hmm. are some shit that yes we did and and I accepted, but that doesn't mean that I need to reciprocate. It does not mean I need to keep doing the same behavior over and over again. Yeah. So I'm True. always thinking about like okay. Yeah, if I'm in a situation and that, like, what are some other ways that someone can, like you say, mm-hmm. show that they dislike something without booing? Or, like, 
you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Like when you when you share your work, the way in which you want the space that mm-hmm. you want to hold mm-hmm. for responses in it. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. And I think and I think not all things deserve boo. Just like just because you didn't like something doesn't mean you get not you get to that. Um, the most appropriate response mm-hmm. is boo. I think some things that I've seen of like a white person misusing um the the system and the idea of reparations and their work to literally steal money from audience members um, is something that deserves a boo. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they're like, oh, or like someone was saying they just saw something recently where there was like um, a reenactment, like sorry to trigger word, uh, of rape or something. Like really, are we still doing that in 2009? We're sharing that on stage, right? Those things. Or we're still having women walk on their hands and having men like stand over them and do shit like that. That deserves Mm -hmm. a boo. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which is what I booed at. Yeah, I saw a piece where uh, <laughs> right. I saw this piece where this uh, black woman was on her hands and knees walking behind a white man as he was snapping his fingers and whistling. Yeah, and I was exactly. like, "Exactly, uh, wait, we're talking about the same situation." Okay, then. So did we? Was it in uh, yeah. North Carolina? Mm-hmm. I booed at uh, that. I booed yeah, at that. Yeah. Okay. I want to talk more about okay. that Warranted. off air. <laughs> off air, I want to talk about that. Um, but no, that's why I think that's part of it too. I'm saying like, there's I want the full spectrum of responses as opposed to only receiving claps just because I finished. That for me, like, I, I feel too, I feel too, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I feel... Indoctrinated? I feel like, I feel like it's too disingenuous of a response. Mm. Oh my God, someone said to me that, like, they said the worst thing you could say after viewing their work is, mm. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. I don't know, because that, mm can be multiple things. Uh, Tonality. Yeah. Mm. What did I give you, though? Mm. No, but we're talking about that very pretentious, like, I understood everything that I just saw. It was profound. This was at the jet. You know what I mean? Like, this was, Mm. this was, like, uh, very postmodern. Yeah. Y'all know the, mm, I'm talking Mm -hmm. about, like, mm. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, literally, you saw someone roll around in uh egg yolk. Okay. I think, I think that the, Mm. the, the response to my shows that I've been the most, um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that I've been the most disheartened by slash um, I know everyone meant this with, with good intent but when I'm a part of like a multi-artist evening yes, and my friends or people who come to see the show are just comparing my art to the rest of the happening evening mm. like oh yours wasn't like or I liked yours because it wasn't or mm-hmm. theirs was weird in comparison to yours like that just comparative things like uh-huh. oh you're not you didn't see my work then exactly you and and I think it's not only their not their fault I don't think it's anyone's fault but I think the structure of many of those evenings that are highly uncurated leaves a lot of artists um responses to be in response to somebody Someone else else's. this uh, this makes me also think about like how we sort of uh Re like learning and educating ourselves as audience members, mm-hmm. and like how how do you witness work? Because like I feel like we have an idea of how to look at work now because we've been looking at it a long time. Yeah, right. Your auntie is just like, yeah. why were you rolling around on the floor for two <laughs> <Yeah. 20 minutes?" laughs> And you're like, I wasn't though. There was release technique. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. So it's like, how do we talk to different audiences about yeah. how to view work mm-hmm. and and like understand them as these like isolated? Like, this is a moment. Right. It has nothing to do with what happened at the beginning, mm. yeah. unless it's a curated evening in a way that's like they one speaks to the next. Yeah. But usually, like you say, in, show, in showcases, mm-hmm. it doesn't. Yeah, and like, it, it it doesn't, and it also I think um, I think it's something that we can not necessarily fix, but I think we can have a lot. We have a lot more control where we where we probably don't know that we have control or power in agency even. Mm-hmm. Um, like as artists, when we get put on the program and we know who we're working with, we can just reach out to every other artist like, hey, can we just sit down together, maybe get lunch for like an hour to talk about our, our things together? Isn't that multiculturalism though? 
I don't mean. I, what I'm, I, but I'm, I'm just saying, like the the idea that we can all like share our work on the same stage and be read through a particular through a certain lens. No, no, I don't think that's my goal with this. I think what I'm no, saying, I'm saying that's oh that's, yeah, that's their goal. Yeah, yeah, that we can all just be. Yeah, no, I think that, and that's part of the problem. <laughs> exactly. That you can't just yeah, not that you can't, but without without the other work that goes with creating an evening of work Mm -hmm. just putting artists together arbitrarily and just like let's just see let's throw shit on the wall and see what sticks Mm -hmm. is like the frustrating thing so i'm like as artists let's just come together and say like okay let me tell you let me talk about my intentions around performance or what i'm showing this evening let's talk about yours to see where there's some natural overlaps and let's even talk about ways to make the just little things of like pre-show music breath in between work what order we're gonna go in yeah like uh, the week before last, um, one of my friends, like the way they did that was like after intermission, they had people shift their chairs. Mm-hmm, it's like because mm-hmm. even if you if audiences don't know that's what's happening, yeah. you're helping them shift their perspective and yes, gaze yes, of exactly. what they're witnessing. Yes. Mm-hmm. This isn't a proscenium piece, you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. So, so there are ways. I guess there's there are tools, but you're yeah. right. If you have a conversation with people, it's more likely that you can sort mm-hmm. of. You know, and support then, everybody's work to mm-hmm. it, yeah. let it be its fullest self. Yeah. And like the other real system of the thing is that, you know, I sat on a panel and I helped select artists for like another one of those evenings. I didn't sit in a room with the people on the other panel. It was all like at home, um, for, uh, you, mm-hmm. you know, and the people, once we selected the thing, they just kind of said who's available for what. And people were lined up by their availability. And that was the end of the curation. So not every there's not really a person hired to do that kind of work or to organize. The artists probably don't have that kind of space and time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's a lot of other factors that go into it, especially when there's not much of an artist fee or there's not an artist fee at all. So there's a lot of things that make it a barrier. Yeah. I just I think that's where like it help. I learned that it helps everyone in the program if at least one artist and Lily Bell does a really great job of this. One artist reaching out and say, "Hey, let's start to create this connection before we get into the studio on this mm-hmm. one particular night in Shard work." Yeah, it's interesting. I was um, I was telling you about this, like mm-hmm. that there was an opportunity to help sort of curate like twenty pieces to happen in a four day. Mm-hmm. And if I were to curate, there's no way that I would do that work. Yeah, I'm just I'm sorry, yeah. I would not try yeah. to make sure. Like that's not my job. My job was curated. Y'all gonna figure that out. Mm-hmm. Y'all gonna have to figure out like you know how one in five, you know, because then also think about the 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 purpose, right? Like yeah. some people just need high visibility spaces to share work. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's, yeah. it's so complicated. It's complicated, mm-hmm. and it. I just. It, it also just requires a different. It requires a different intention than what has been set. With whatever precedent has been set before, it just requires a different intention. Um, I, I. I like the. I'm gonna segue with the word intention and talk about like the intention of many Black folks to see work, and I think um, including artists. And I find myself in this boat for heavily in 2019. I show up for one of two reasons a lot of times to work. Um, I show up because black. And then I show up because I I have a relationship with a person who is performing or showing their work or curator or whatever. I have I have like a one-to-one relationship with somebody in the space. Mm-hmm. I know that may be true for everyone in the art world as well, but I'm thinking more specifically about like our aunties, our aunties, our family members mm-hmm. who are literally going to a dance space for the first or only time this year to see us. And like, you know, their intention in the space is very different than... Um, a cur- like, you know, a curator sp- or a gatekeeper or what's mm-hmm. another one I'm looking for? A programmer, somebody mm-hmm. programs things. So I think that, and in, in us as artists, as black artists, I noticed that we are creating work with so many different levels of entry points than maybe our white counterparts have to contend with. I feel like we have to think about a lot. You have to think about a lot. I was just reading something about how um, 
institutions are capitalizing on black pain mm-hmm. and how like we continue to like you know we have we make our people it's like how 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 because we have to do the the work on <laughs> ourselves to deal with the shit mm-hmm. but then we go into these institutions to try to do the work mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, my gosh, I think it's so great that you're talking about the killing of Rakia. Mm. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. <sighs> it's also making me think about how. Um, oh, was I supposed to be hearing myself the whole time? Yeah, I don't know why your mic was down. I just realized that's why you couldn't hear yourself away from the mic because your headphones were down. Oh. So mm. I, now you can hear yourself. Okay. Right. That yeah. helps. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm saying it makes me think about how, like, um. Forgive me because I'm, I'm misquoting it and I can't remember the person who said it, but I can go look it up. Um, they were saying something like, we uh, as black folks get um, we get rewarded mm-hmm. for understanding white culture and white history. Mm-hmm. But we don't get the same rewards for understanding our own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then this makes me think about like when we have to do the work of no, we know the Martha Grahams. We know yeah. how to exist in certain proscenium spaces. Yeah. We know mm-hmm. the rules. And then also we're having to like code switch, not code switch. And then understanding like, but I know what my people want to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, can we get some food in here? Uh-huh. Can we save some space? Yes. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's like, having to sort of contend with all these different elements and aspects of just putting on a show yeah. mm-hmm. that a lot of people don't have to navigate through. At all. Exactly. Um, yeah, that was one of the pushbacks I wanted, I, I brought in um, during that Gibney conversation about decolonizing space. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, like, I was at that time, being a workup artist, it was, like, I got pushback for, or not I, but people in my evening got pushback for wanting to do very um, ceremonial things that are specific to our cultures. Like, mm-hmm. I wanted to say it's just based. Somebody wanted to have a candle, and I was like, yeah, white candles being lit for ancestors is a very specific thing in many people's cultures, not just black. And we just kept being no, no, no. And it was all like a fire marshal thing. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, let me just Google what the fire marshal says. Didn't take longer than, like, two minutes on the train in between stops. And I'm looking at, like, this whole, like, fire can't be ha- held in um, public spaces except for religious moments. And they gave you all, like, about 50 points of how to take care of the fire, who can be designated for it, all low-cost things, because they understand that there are different cultures in the city, and they don't want, you know, it'd be, it will be federally illegal to say that you can't hold your religious practices in this space because of this law so you have to make an exception mm. so for the white spaces not to do a quick google search slash make those same accommodations it's like that's part of the that's part of the tension it's part of the the um the friction that we have right now is that we have you want these these artists of color to come and do the work that they're making which is all like uh, i feel like we're in an era of healing trauma so mm-hmm. we're all creating this work and we need these specific tools and then when we say hey i need these tools you're saying no which then adds to the trauma because exactly. then you have to navigate the nose and you have to navigate you know so you got to fight in that space which yeah is, i mean and then that that cute one thousand dollar artist fee becomes less nah. and less valuable by the time you wash and rinse that thing yeah because we don't have like and I say we, I'm, I'm probably talking about us specifically in this room, but like we don't have um, somebody, we don't have a third person to come in or just a second person to come in and be the third party to like filter those emails and like be the advocate for us. Mm-hmm. We are also making, we are hiring, we are distributing funds, we are trying to get the rent paid, and we're trying to have these conversations and with you. And trying to dance. See, and this is why we need a union. Yes. This is why dance union this, is necessary. This is why this is the first, that's why I was happy about dance union coming into existence because at least this is on our radar mm-hmm. as to um, what needs to be unionized. Yes. Um, I think 
a lot of artists are at this point where it's like, where is our specifically dance artists? Mm-hmm. Yes. Specifically dance artists, because so many things are happening to us negatively, yeah. whether that's through assault and on our bodies or our fucking bank accounts. God. Yeah. So yeah. And and yeah. that and the trauma, like, I think for 2019, I'm going to just start studying some more about like the real effects on the body of financial trauma. Because, like, just the thought of not having, or, like, the, or let's say the um, the probable threat of not having your funds um, to be able to pay rent and to live and to eat well, and things like that. we see that with the whole government shutdown. That's what I'm saying. People going, like, oh, my God. Yeah. No, I'm, that's what I'm saying because there, there are at least 800,000 folks who probably won't get that month's pay at all. Let's say they, they said the government is working for it. I don't trust anything this administration does, so I'm just assuming that it's not going to happen. They're not going to get it. And the, the fallout of not having a month's worth of income in general it's when you're huge. living in paycheck to paycheck is huge. It and is the thing so is, is like the mm. most the most people, I would say black, brown, white even, mm-hmm. that the most the people who receive the most trauma from this government, from this city, from whatever, are the ones that cannot afford to get the Ooh, care that we out. need to, to take care of it, with, which is the therapy, which is like yeah. all these other things. Yeah. It's like it's so insane to me. And you were saying something else about um, the trauma of it. The, yeah. The, but there was something else before that. Uh, I think I, I'm gonna go on this other tangent that you're mentioning because it is expensive to be poor in the yeah. sense that like I remember when my mother was when we were really living paycheck to paycheck and my mother would like take the physical check and go to the ca- check cash and mm-hmm. pay when we when we had too much debt or we had too much um, issues with the banks to be able to open up a bank account mm-hmm. we couldn't pass whatever score whatever you needed to get the bank account we have to go to check cashing it costs money, money to, to, cash, to cash exactly. a check so they're taking a percent they, they weren't taking a flat fee now they're taking a percentage and as my mom being a registered nurse in Arizona that's like a good check every two weeks okay ten dollars and 95 cent out of your check or however no, much but they're they're taking like let's say it's three percent or five percent three three to five percent of a mother's rn check in arizona that when she's making like 35 40 dollars an hour like that's a huge chunk that's out huge of it percentage. so then you're losing money just to try to get your money like you yeah. see how crazy that is and it goes it Pay goes beyond that money. right it goes beyond that when it comes to like food deserts that we're talking about and except um a lot of places outside of New York do not have great public transit systems. Hmm. Oh, yes. So they have to go hmm. to the family dollar. What are you going to say? I know what I was going to say now. You mentioned, I mean, without saying names and stuff, like mm-hmm. how, again, I'm thinking about like older black artists mm-hmm. and the sort of regime that they came up in through mm-hmm. dance, oh. which was extremely, like there was some oh. abuse and there's some violence yes. and some bullshit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So obviously our generation is like, yeah, that's I see, I understand, and I respect you, <laughs> right. and we're not doing no. that. Exactly. No. Um, and so You're not just no chair at me, right? Exactly. So <laughs> continuing to seat. right, so continue <laughs> to think about like, oh, what are some things that we accept because they were, mm-hmm. and then like, what are we starting to question? Mm-hmm. I don't know that came up for me when you were. No, that's about- I want to I want to go down that route because I think that's a huge um, generational chasm. Even I don't just gap. It's like a chasm now of mm-hmm. the trauma that we are like. We know we're calling this trauma first. That's a language that we're using mm-hmm. that we all share. Two, we're not going to allow ourselves to be subjected to it. And three, I can still attain similar goals and successes as you have done going through the trauma by cir- circumventing and going around it. Mm-hmm. And that older generation, I, I feel like maybe this is what it is, is a generational um, 
uh, what's the what, envy maybe because hmm. like in other areas of life I'm very envious of my students who are able to talk about mental health so openly in like middle school and, and um in high school where they can mm-hmm. just be like oh I was talking to my friend about being depressed and like having some suicidal thoughts they you know just quickly gave me some thoughts and I was able to talk on the phone with all night or they gave me the hotline like in high school middle school depression was like something that first still a stigma a, yeah. it's such a stigma like mm-hmm. and I think as as we continue to only talk with our generation um, and generations above us and not talk to the younger generations, we will realize that it's still a stigma for us, but mm-hmm. not for them. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm around my students, the conversation that they have openly are conversations that I would like plan for two to three days before getting with my friend and I'd be like shaking and nervous the whole time. Yeah. They're just having it fluidly. So I'm mm-hmm. like, and I'm getting jealous of them. Like, okay. All right. So that, that's real. Like, a, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, I feel like. I think that's what happens with each generation, right? Like, yeah. The conversations, the quote unquote lifestyles get a little more easier yeah. to tolerate mm-hmm. because it's existed for so long and people yeah. have more time to deal yeah. and navigate with yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And people have time to grow with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? To yeah. see, like, oh, he's not just going to be, you know, I, I don't know whatever people think about people yeah. with a disease or, you know, mental health, Ill- yeah. whatever, you know. How do we evolve with these things and become productive members in our society? Yeah, I think it's good to recognize, right? Because you're right. Like, because a lot of times people are like, well, I had it hard, so you got to have it hard. Boom. Exactly. Like, I had to bust my ass. You have to bust your ass and not eat and not mm-hmm. sleep and not drink water. And it's like, actually, no. And not be entitled to those things. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the part that also really, I've noticed in my generations, like, they're like, oh, your generation is so entitled. I'm like, yeah, I feel like I'm entitled to walking into a studio space and being treated with respect. And don't you think that? Because you all, like, <laughs> created this space. And because I'm asking for respect does not mean I'm disrespecting you. you. Mm. We we have the power to say no as this generation of artists coming up because our people who've come before us have already stepped into those spaces they did. of yeah. being mistreated, yeah. of having low pay, and yeah. of whatever. So... We can say, no, I'm sorry I'm not going to be a part of this work because I don't think it aligns with my artistic journey and how I want to move. Yeah. And the more you say no, sometimes the easier it becomes. It's just like, I'm pretty sure there's a reason why Aretha Franklin only took her, her pay in and cash, cash honey. before the show. Before the show, right? So obviously she wasn't waiting three weeks a month, two months uh-huh. to get her check. Yep. And she could afford, actually. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, where some of the... Well, well, hell. Yeah. And I think um, when it comes to to um, the older generation and, and us working with them and them ho- holding on to some of those really toxic practices and we're being like, oh, yeah, no, bro, not over here, mm-hmm. um, then it feels as like... Um, I, I think specifically from my experience of, like, leaving a company after the first, like, sign of, like, oh, this is not going to be healthy and toxic, mm-hmm. the conversation around me was, like, um, well, you're never going to make it anywhere with that kind of attitude, yeah. and, and you're never yeah. going to do this. And just, like, like damning my, my career, in a sense, for, like, being, by saying, like, oh, yeah, you're you're cursing at me, and you're treating me with a lot less respect and or... Um, you're telling me what a dancer's place is. Like a dancer doesn't respond to a choreographer like that. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't. I was immediately was like, oh yeah, I don't, I don't work like that. <laughs> like, I didn't know that's what I was signing up for. Right. Yeah. Um, and but, a lot of things specifically in the black dance community. Specifically in the black specifically dance. in the black dance community. Yeah. We'll keep it a secret. Mm-hmm. We'll keep it a secret for the sake of yeah. that person being mm-hmm. an artist having to work. Yes. 
Yeah, there's some brats, some older generation brats running around here. Oh, there are sweetie. some stories, Honey, and we do yeah. not talk about it. Yeah. I mean, we talk about it, but, but we, we don't, don't talk, talk about, about it. Because you, you will say somebody's name, and then they like, mm. All right. we, I mean, we just did it when we, we talked we, about that, that one. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Because we know who we talking exactly. about, but we... We, mm, we got we to... Cause yeah, oh, it's so sad. <laughs> it's sad. I mean, it's, it's so it's, sad because it's like right there. It's sad. It's right there. And I think the uh, the <laughs> thing I want to keep bringing in though is that we need if we're if we're gonna keep it hush hush, we're gonna keep the mums word outside of mix or like in mixed company mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I think we need to be that much more um, diligent and and wrangling our mm-hmm. own. And I, I feel like that's the part that's missing. We ain't really wrangling no. these people. No, no remember we're not. when we were at? Were you in the room at? Um, Dance NYC and Nia Austin Edwards. No. No. Okay. Last year? Year before last? No. Mm, the year before, like maybe like 2016, Ricardo and I did a uh, performance in like a community mm-hmm. round of all up. But, um. I think you bring this up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, uh, Nia brought up something to, um, a member of IABD mm. and was saying that she had constantly like reached out to this person and all of these things and you know it wasn't really addressed in the open but the woman came to her later on and, and was like you know we shouldn't be airing out our uh, dirty laundry in front of mixed company basically mm-hmm. and she's like well where else the fuck am I supposed to do it because you ain't responding ask- yeah yeah I feel that I feel that yeah, I really feel that. So then I wonder too, as you were saying, what older generations, our generation, what are the younger gen, what are the young folks telling y'all? Because y'all both work with young people, right? Yeah, I mean, that, in addition to like yeah, being able to talk about yeah. mental um, health and stuff. Yeah, I, well, I actually just dealt with a student mm-hmm. um, who <laughs> I was, I'm teaching Vogue and African diasporic forms, mm-hmm. and um, you know. She was having some problems in class, and mm-hmm. I, w- I was noticing, like, something with her shoulder. But I was, like, new new as a teacher, so I'm, like, just yeah. watching her movement. I'm seeing how she's, you know, she's winning set out, you know, and I'm not trying to be that teacher just yet to be like, yo, like, what you doing? I'm just yeah. evaluating who's in the room, yeah. how people are moving. So at the end of the class, she comes, well, I ha- at the end of my class, I like to circle everybody up yeah. and say, what, are you, what were the challenges? What were some successes? Like, how are we... general information and so it gets to her and she's like um and this is a young black girl and she's like you know i really don't like voguing or hip-hop or african dance because it really hurts my shoulder Mm -hmm. and you're kind of embodying everything that i hate right now and i was like Ooh, okay. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about this word hate. I mean, you know, ooh, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of information there. There's it's like, do you hate it or what? Like, what is it? Let's unpack it. It is. It's hard, and not they're at the age where they, especially if they're in high school or they're in mm-hmm. high school. So they're seniors. They're seniors. Yeah, they're at the age where mm-hmm. like taking feeling and how they feel about something and putting it into words is like is. Like scientifically, that's like based on their brain development, really difficult for them to do. So when students literally look at you and be like, "I don't know," they don't—they're not trying to be passive. A lot of times, they're like, "I can't find the words to explain what's going on in here, so that you can understand." So then you might get a a long time, I don't know. But also, that student may grow up and be like, "I fucking love voguing and African dance," because you know, 
I hated so much of the things I love now when I was that age. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you like I the thing mm. she said that got me afterwards because I was like, um, what did I say to her? I was like, hey, talk to me after class because I want to make sure I'm, I'm mm-hmm. understanding which, what's going on with you so we yeah. can modify some things so we can make the class a little more yeah. accessible for you. Oh, a lot more accessible for you because yeah. I mean I'll teach accessible movement. Yeah. So, um, so she comes after class and she's like, "Yeah, because you know when I'm doing ballet, my arms are down here." And like I like saw this light come on in her yeah. about talking about ballet. So I was like, "Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a value process. It's a value process. It's, yeah. it's what it what it where is she <laughs> holding her her value. This uh-huh. is, I mean, when you said that, I know exactly where I yeah. feel like because. Uh, there was like there's a separation like as a black art dancer, if you see all the success in white folks and yeah. you see the, the success in white movement, you're mm-hmm. going to disassociate yourself with things that are black mm-hmm. because that is not successful. That is not yeah. what you are aspiring to. Mm-hmm. And that is so sad. And yeah. again, and we're not learning about black history in dance yeah. classes. We're not we're not seeing mm-hmm. these this varying range of successful, beautiful humans mm-hmm. yeah. making shit mm-hmm. happen. Yeah. Just like s- when I first saw Ailey at mm-hmm. and, and um we saw it on tape mm-hmm. in uh school, mm-hmm. like teacher was out. Mm-hmm. I purposely went to sleep because I did not want to look interested mm-hmm. in yeah. that work. Mm. Yeah. Excuse me? Yeah. And then like two years later I was like, This is the reason why I want to dance. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. especially when you're in like a predominantly white space yes, as well. Yes, like, I was in a predominantly white space. Anytime we did like thing, when I, th- I remember sixth grade and the first time in Arizona in like a predominantly white class, I was still like trying to figure out what being black was in a predominantly white space coming from like Inglewood, Compton area where mm-hmm. everybody was black, black and Mexican <laughs> around me. Mm-hmm. So um, the teacher kept motioning or speaking directly to me, like eye contact with me when we were talking about like Egyptian history. And I was just looking at her Ooh. like, I mean, I loved Egyptian mythology and I loved Greek mythology just as much. She's but, like, and your people. Yeah. And there was a very particular moment <laughs> where she was like, the the pharaohs who were darker skinned were, um, were, were like praised a little bit higher than the ones who were lighter skinned and then paused and like TV scanned over to me and that then went the back. Worst. And I remember like... I, I feel as if, and she was one of my favorite teachers. I feel as if her intention was good. I think I feel as if her intention might have been. She was been, trying to like lift you you're up. The, in right, that you're the only you black a... person in this class. Like we're studying black history. I want to give you a moment where I see you. But you know how you know the road to hell is paved with good intentions. It, it is because it really then is. from that moment on, I became hyper aware of my blackness in any space that I moved. Like that was the inception of me being hyper aware of being black mm-hmm. in spaces that were not you know black. Um, but I think when it comes to students and the students I work with, I I'm not. I'm not looking at them through a lens of like, what are you seeing in the dance world field? Because I don't see them in it yet. Mm-hmm. They're still learning. They're still under my tutelage. Um, <laughs> but the generation I think I'm technically still a part of, like the, let's say the 22 to the like, like I'm about to just be out of it, like 27, 28s. Like, I think we are the most emerging artists into this dance world and the questions that we're looking don't at. Don't leave out the 30s, honey. Don't leave out the 30s. I'm not, taking, no, I'm not taking them out, but I'm just saying like, you know, we, we know that, Two years outside of school, four years outside of school, six years, you know, that's those are very oh. different eras of our lives. Also that um, I'm stopping at like 27, 28 because once 29 hits, that's your sudden return. That's a whole other situation you're going I through. I kind of glaze over when you start talking about ages. I'm confused. Sorry. So what I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying that those those folks who are recently out of a training program and are just emerging into their their dance career, I think I'm still a part of that group. And what we, what we are considering and what we're talking about is very much this conversation but more so 
what I feel like is often missing is that there's a because there's this much frustration with older generations that they're disregarding anything that the older generation has said and done. They're throwing out the baby with the bathwater. Mm. And I'm like, no, 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 no. They did some fucked up shit, but they're still like they they made the will already. Don't recreate the will. Just yeah. like go put some. But this is what's scary it. to me too, because like you can't you can't. And I don't think you were doing this discrediting the the, the generation younger than mm-hmm. you, because those those kids, those babies, mm-hmm. they're starting to get some of that trauma now. Mm-hmm. They're they're yeah. like I just I just, I'm thinking about like mm-hmm. all right. the, right. the the black kids who are the only only black kids in these mm-hmm. predominantly white spaces or you know I had an issue with my cousin who um, they told her like so my girl told her she was ugly and mm-hmm. that her I'm like even now her hair is nappy it's like that's still happening and yeah. so it's like how do we you know like the stuff that we're trying to unpack and unlearn mm-hmm. it's like fuck that it's still happening mm-hmm. to younger generations mm-hmm. I know I, I probably don't see it because I, pr- I teach in predominantly black spaces on purpose so but like, I think that's mm-hmm. like yeah. why we're creating this like healing art now you know it's it's like our focus is more on our cultural production it's healing us but what about the the babies but that's well i think them seeing us address it and healing is letting them know that it can be done i think that sometimes for that generation is enough for them like representation is huge for them because that's how they're fine like in that age development they're trying to find their identity somewhere how many young men and women have come up to ricardo and i after Mm -hmm. a performance and are like either bawling yeah. or like just so thankful that they were able to be in the space to witness something. And you like all that. are extremely strategic though and yeah. smart though in the spaces that you put your work in. Yeah. And again, that should be a whole nother podcast about uh-huh. like how you navigate and how do you find spaces because I feel like sometimes you pick not traditional spaces mm-hmm. or, or spaces that people don't always think of mm-hmm. of, of things happening in mm-hmm. um, that's and you're able to find those people mm-hmm. yeah. and so for the rest of us it's like how do we find how do we find our community because we are we're, we are doing the work of healing it yeah. mm-hmm. and then but again we're sharing like a lot of us are sharing work around New York City mm-hmm. and it's great to share that work here but that might not also be the community that needs to see it exactly. that needs to see it yeah so how do we get to those folks that's all that's the that that part of community engagement is is where I'm thinking of, and I'm, you know, it's hard. I think Ooh, hard is I don't yeah. want to keep saying it's hard because hard just doesn't really uh, like talk about what the thing is. But the the three main issues that I'm noticing is like just proximity, um, value of a specific space, and then the way that the folks are going to be treated once they get into mm-hmm. those spaces. So like, even if Gibney is up in the Bronx somewhere, like if Gibney is not a place that also um, treats the black folk who come into the space with like care and welcoming ways that they still upholding practices that make it very difficult to be black in that space, then I doubt they're going to want to come back again. I think we have to shift where we are calling our spaces. Mm. Stop. We have to divest. So, like, and, it, and it's, it's a hard situation when you want to get your work seen and when you want the funding for your work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we also have the option to say no and invest in a space that we think is more progressive for us yeah. or help um, bring up some of these spaces that don't have as much mm-hmm. uh, acclaim, mm-hmm. especially those of us who are in more, quote-unquote, visible positions yeah. 
in the world and be like, hey, we're not going to use the Kennedy Center as the mm-hmm. almighty. We're not going to mm-hmm. think of New York as the epicenter of yeah. dance. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. yeah, and that I love that idea, and I, f- and I feel like also it takes, it's not just one person. Yeah. This is why, again, unions are necessary yeah. because mm-hmm. it takes a group of people to make a collective decision yes. that we are we going to support. Absolutely. And then it's not just us on this level. It has to be, there has to be foundations and people who have the dollars and people who mm-hmm. have, it has to be a collective sort of effort, effort of yeah. people mm-hmm. working together to do exactly what you're saying because again this is an epicenter quote unquote because people say it is exactly yeah and, and i think some of the, that way. i think some of the problem of like the the hashtag black excellence movement that a lot of people have picked up on uh it's it's only black and excellent when it has achieved white fame and Alvin Ailey Yes, and um, so can we can we just say let's dispel black excellence? Not to say that they're not black and excellent, right? But but that's not the only way to be black and excellent. That's not the only and way. every time I dance somewhere, it's so sad that people will be like, "Oh, Alvin Ailey. Oh, you are you a part of Alvin? Or did you?" Just it's do- like good and bad. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like okay, great. You you recognize and there is someone visible. Okay, great. That's great. And so I'm, I I feel you. So I'm thinking like, what if that is all actually a way of opening a door and actually extending a conversation? Because it's like along those lines, I don't want to hear anyone else tell me something about. So you think you can dance? Yeah. Come on, Ailey, the gateway drug. Right. <laughs> it's like, so you think, I'm mean, like, so, okay, I'm like, so instead of me constantly getting pissed off, let me figure out how this can be a door, like, okay, hmm. How can I sort of use this to then shift into actually what I do do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is not that. Right. right. And Well, and I think that's, that's, I feel like I personally have that going really well, like on a personal level, but on like, I'm thinking of my students now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I teach students who aren't, going to be in those hashtags you see on Instagram like Black Boys Dance 2 or uh, Brown Girls Do Ballet. They're not going to get like hundreds of likes on there because they're not technically proficient that way. And they may not even be interested in dance in that regard. Mm -hmm. But I feel like there's a huge, um, maybe specifically in New York, but I feel like there's a huge um, gap there when it comes to black teachers wanting to teach those students. Mm -hmm. When I have, when I'm around my other teachers who are teaching these black students, we only talk about behavior problems. And I'm looking at them like, I don't have those behavior problems. Like and I and I have the same students as you. The student that you tell me is an attitude and is yelling at you in class, or whatever like that. When they come into my class, it's nothing but love, sugar, and and like fun in my class. So what is it that you and I are doing differently? Not the student. What is it you and I are doing differently? And I was like, I think the first thing, and I noticed it one time when I started teaching white students at Baxmore specifically. I was like, I am way more way more strict and and um and I give my students a lot less rope to like play around for my black students than I do my white students. With my white students, a lot of times I come into class and it's it's actually like there's, the structure may not seem like it's there because I'm not making it apparent to them. For the black students, I'm like making it so apparent what the structure is. Why? And I know, and I when I realize why, part of it is because of the institution that backs as opposed to other places I'm teaching at. Like, I'm trying to follow the rules of the other place and Bax is like literally saying you have creative freedom in the class. So that's one part. And I like to teach in the way that I teach at Bax. I just don't have that permission at the set the space. Okay. So the second part mm-hmm. is that I feel like I have to prepare my black students for a world as opposed to just allowing them to have freedom in class. So now when I realized that I was like, okay, I need to integrate the freedom in class I was giving to the black to the white students at, at Bax to my black students mm-hmm. up there because they deserve it just as much. Yes, they do. Because mm-hmm. I I, pri- I I was so on a scarcity model of like there's so few of us it's so hard out here you know what I mean like coming I in know. with that and trying to 
do what my parents were doing to me. It was like preparing for a world by scaring you about the world and not teaching about the freedom that I have as a black artist mm-hmm. moving and doing things. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be like, you have to be competitive in this way. You have to show up on time. You have to be prepared, like all these things. And by the time I get done with the lecture, we ain't danced. And I'm yeah. like, you know what I mean? You didn't get to do the thing you came here to do. Teach, That's but real. My, my suggestion for that is teach that through the movement. Mm-hmm. So like, as you're doing the step, like you're talking about twirling out of oppression. Mm-hmm. You're talking about kicking, you know, the whatever ceiling somebody thinks that exists for you. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. That's how I approach it mm-hmm. when I want to get all because there's so much information we have to give, it's, right? That yeah. we want to give. It's interesting. It's like that's reminding me of a of a returning to right because like. Um, with with dances like Yamaya and Oshun, exactly, all those movements have a purpose, exactly. and there is a reason for them. I and just there's a, taught Oshun right, today, <laughs> and there's a story behind it. And yeah. so for me, it's like you have to understand the story to even begin to even try yeah. on the movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, but again, we a lot of us are sort of trained in a form that is stripped of yeah. culture. It is mm-hmm. stripped of story. Mm-hmm. And so And that's the and honestly that's the that's the form that I'm teaching within when it's really strict is ballet. Mm-hmm. That's the class that I have the strictness with when it comes to ballet. And I'm in my my That's my, the form though. Well no it's the form well, it, and how you teach it too. And because. how you teach it because like in my mind Or how you're told to teach it. Boom. In my mind what I was telling myself when I was first <laughs> teaching them, I was like, I'm not teaching you dance. Let's like let's move that out. I'm teaching you life skills that are going to make you very competitive in any market you step into. Mm-hmm. Learning how to be timely um, or learning how to like opt into this system that you are going to want to work in mm-hmm. um, no matter what field you're going to do and it's, it's still white supremacist in some way. So learning how to be timely, learning how to be um, detail-oriented, those kind of things. Exactly. And I would even tell them like, you know, people will be surprised that I have a dance degree when I work in other places not related to dance. They'll be like, oh, I thought you were, I thought you had a master's or something degree mm-hmm. in this field. I'm like, no, I just know how to read well and pay attention show up on time and like you know do my job well but then the other thing is that because ballet was specifically at that school i was teaching at so inaccessible to many of the students meaning like they didn't see that they can see themselves in it for actually, body and size and i was just gonna say it's good that actually you were teaching ballet because i remember being in college and um i had a teaching for dance class mm-hmm. and you know, we were going to do our, like, practicums or whatever, and they was, like, divvying out who we're going to teach modern dance, who's going to teach ballet, mm. who's going to teach hip-hop. So Orlando's going to teach hip-hop. Right, and right. I'm like, so I didn't even have the yeah. option of being, like, I want to teach a ballet class wow. or I want to teach a modern class. Wow. It was just... Prescribed to you. Prescribed because I was the only black person in the class. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I grew up doing hip-hop, of yeah. course, but... Still, give me the option. And that's always so funny, too, and weird, right? It's like, I grew up doing hip-hop, what, at parties, Mm -hmm. watching MTV Mm -hmm. with my cousins. So it's interesting then when you get into the space of like, oh, now you have to teach this as a dance class. And it's like... The way the form is even taught is not in a dance it's class It's not in a dance setting. class. Even the urban movement, I'm so glad that we're going to get Coel mm. and Miley on Zoom because even in the urban, in their in their classes that they hold, it is not the same structure as ballet Yo. or modern. So when I'm going through my pedagogy classes while I was at Arizona State, I was like, I, you can't teach this form that way. Like in all the urban movement, people are like, you cannot teach urban movement in this structure. So you're going to have to expand your um, what are your knowledge and, and your um, lesson plans mm-hmm. to include that if you want us to teach urban movement because it's not based on like a warm up and then across the floor it's like, like no it's like a lot of times it's literally just coming into the class 
you got two to three hours music playing in your session. You you eating, you Mm -hmm. putting on music. Music. Oh, this song right here. Remember this dance? Right. All of that, and then the din starts to happen. And then, and then you teach yes. somebody something, and yeah. then like there's a lot that happens, you know. But, and that's part of why I I wanted to teach ballet so so fervently at this space because like I want to make it inaccessible to us because we're brown. Like I am fighting against my boss by saying like I'm not playing what you think classical music is in my ballet class. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm like I'm just not going to happen. Don't expect it from me. I'm going to play the pop music that they like. I'm going to play jazz music. I'm going to play all black artists specifically in this class so that they can understand that this form can exist within context that they may not have seen it in before. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm only playing this piano and violin and like white classical music, then they're only, then they're going to be as confused as the white students in ballet class when they are asked to do ballet to something that is not ballet music. Exactly. And I was like, a tempo is a tempo, a meter is a meter. I can teach, like I study music. I can teach the music part to any song you want me to teach it to. But what I think is most important for these students is that they feel as if they can explore and learn this craft with fun and with enjoyment and with engagement as opposed to... um, as opposed to like an ABT or a ballet school where you already signed up for it, it don't have to be fun for you mm-hmm. trying to get this career started. Exactly. This is not that space. We don't have to abide by those rules. So mm-hmm. let's make it accessible to these black and brown students in the Bronx. Like when Cardi B's album came out, I played the clean version of Cardi B's album. What do I lose? They're still doing tondus. And if anything, I can tell you one thing, them tondus were the cleanest tondus I saw that entire year. Because they understand that music. Boom. I mean, yeah. They understand the emphasis. They know where to the beat drop. They yep. know, you know what I mean? And then, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh, we did some. We um, I did some like it was a class with Urban Bush women, and they used some uh, Cardi B for mm. some. I was like, oh my gosh, I understand these undelicious now. Yeah, look, look, look. <laughs> and oh my gosh, yeah, because that music was perfect. Yeah. I get to like we had Chanel um and Troy on that the podcast that we weren't able to like actually release because we lost the files, but um one thing I loved about taking Chanel's class for a warm up is that she was using like just black music that we just listen to on a regular basis for our students. And if you can find joy. There's so much joy it's when you have good music. Good Lord, ain't it? You're able to actually dance. God. Yes. Like, yes. Am I doing this thing right yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm, like, ready, oh. I'm really ready for us to, like, you know, for, for many of the places that, that have ballet, have black schools for, like, for students particularly, um, Dance Theater of Harlem, any other black ballet space, mm-hmm. please, please, like, move away from the whiteness. You don't have to be there. You don't have to be so closely mm-hmm. approximated to it. And maybe it's a funder situation. Y'all, well, I think y'all worry about things. that's the whole thing that IBD was doing, too, with the, um, what was that, was that IBD? The, uh, or, no. The international one? No, um, I'm thinking of, uh, what the hell is the thing that we go to? Uh, Symposium? No. Oh, Dude, CAD. CAD. CAD, thank yes. you. CAD had the whole um, black ballerinas mm. um, talking things. I mm-hmm. remember uh, Thea Ward was up there from mm. uh, Dance Theater of Harlem mm-hmm. and a host of other um, black women. And she was, I remember her specifically talking about how Arthur Mitchell would, um, mm. Talk about them not just as being um, dancers, but they were cultural ambassadors as mm. they were traveling. Because yeah. Yeah. Spe- especially during that time, because yeah. people weren't seeing black people travel internationally. Yeah. you know, so there was a yeah. whole other thing that they had to carry. Yeah. Um, while doing this aesthetic. Yeah. You know, and the evolution of that which is where I would like for older generations not hold us to, the evolution of that, is that now that you that your generation had to be ambassadors because you were the first, boom. Now that we are like 
57th <laughs> down the line we can do something different i don't have to like i don't think the burden of being an ambassador should be put on us at this time in our lives anymore because we are no longer for the first time being a black company traveling across the united states but you would be surprised you would be so surprised because being in mexico Okay, well, no, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to take away the, the few spaces that are there, but I mean, like, by and large, like, the, the, global, the globalization that's happened in the world at this time of our lives, like, we can be more nuanced now. We don't have to be just definitely, ambassadors. Definitely. We can I would be say yes, self. and, and, like, you can, st- if you want to stay in, like, the classical ballet style, make it your own, do it. Yeah, you do know it. what I mean? Like, I feel like it ain't my thing, and mm. I don't want to see it, I don't want to watch it, <laughs> but I also appreciate, or respect that you want to hold on to that, because then, like, with any kind of tradition, yeah. they always, they're going to evolve, and yeah. I think mm-hmm. that if we even were to look at it 100 years ago, it's changed so much. Hell yeah, so, I mean, it's all yeah. the way hyper. Where's your air vest? Boom. Oh hyper my gosh. <laughs> ain't nobody got hips or knees anymore, or a lower back. Yeah, exactly, because <laughs> it has it has changed into this yeah. really like very nuanced thing. Yeah, contortionist mixed with circus, gymnastics. Bred, you know, they were genetically bred to do these okay, arabesques and right. stuff. Like, <laughs> Genetic, you know. Um, on uh, okay, I think we need to like wrap her up. Okay, but I was gonna say okay, something go ahead, about. Yeah. Uh, talking about the future dance. Um, shit. Black femming the future. Black femming the just future. Just in general. Yes. Just, just in general. Across the board. I just, we need to do it. Across the board. In um, all places, in all things. That's one. And. I'm surprised we have not, we, none of us have mentioned Dancing While Black yet. Oh. I mean, shout out we, to Dancing I mean, While Black. Black. Yeah. We've all been a part, like, yeah, we've all know. been a part of it. We, mm-hmm. At different yeah. times, not. Y'all weren't at the same time? No. Okay, no. yeah. Three different... Yeah, co- diff- three different cohorts. Oh, you know, yes, look at us. Yes. I mean... And this... Go ahead. This is what I was talking about, though. But I'm, I'm so happy that Dancing While Black has happened because this is what... Yeah. I mean, when I remember when she was first starting it and she was just saying, She like, as Paloma, Paloma McGregor. Paloma McGregor. Yes. yes. Um, you know, we were all in the room and we were, she was just asking us a lot of questions. Like, mm. what do you want to see? Like, how do you think that this thing should work? It was very... Um, Interactive with us yeah. as black artists in the field, mm-hmm. you know, who was a part of my cohort? Uh, Jonathan Gonzalez, mm-hmm. Ricardo, mm-hmm. Um, Marguerite. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, was it Jermaine? No, no Jermaine. she was in mine. Yeah. Did you have. Uh, um, we were all female. My cohort was all female. All female. Yeah, Amazing. that was fierce. I think I was the only, I was the only, like, not female person. Yeah, ours was really mixed. Uh, what is that person? They were non gender conforming. Not Nick. Uh, Nick was my year. <sighs> oh my God. It's my, it's blowing my mind. I don't know. Who did they dance uh, Oh, uh, Sydney. Sydney L. Mosley. Sydney. Yes. Yeah, nice, nice, yes. Nice. Nick's? Nick's. 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 Thank you. I, I was like, that, Nick? I didn't no. Meet Nick's, Nick's was, yeah, they were in that court. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Our, our cohort was real. Oh, and Shamar. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, oh, we yeah. had a. Really groovy little situation. And, like, that moment was what I was like, oh, my God, it's happening. Mm -hmm. It's like we're connecting because we come here, we're coming here from all over the place. Yeah. And we just be, like, bumping into each other, meeting each other, like, randomly, you know? Like, oh, my gosh, you got a show? You got a, oh, I just met you in a dance class, you know? Mm -hmm. But we didn't have that, like, central space. No. 
Yeah. And that's what was beautiful about it, too, is that everyone's style is so different. Because, again, we keep saying this over and over again, black dance is not homogeneous. So that's why I'm saying have your, um, you know, Dance Theater of Harlem. Have your your hip hop. Like, we can have different, we can be invested in different Mm -hmm. styles and still be black. And still be black. black. All right. Don't police my blackness. I don't know what. Yes. Don't do it. Um, (laughs) I think we do. We do need a space. I think it can start as a cyberspace. We were at Nick K and um, Kayla Hamilton, who are part of my cohort for Mm -hmm. Dancing While Black, were leading a conversation about like, even if we just get together for a potluck like once a month and Mm -hmm. just like sit in the same space and just eat. Which is so hard, as we said before, with uh, skeleton architecture. It's, it's so hard. It's so it is hard. because everybody got schedules trying but, to make this. But here's the thing. One of the my my like the the thing that I held onto the most was that you just need to create a space and a time and and let people know that it's going to continue to happen. And when people find themselves there, they will find themselves there. Absolutely. I think I think if we try to prioritize making sure the everybody space. is available all mm-hmm. the time, well, it's not going to work. It's not going to happen. We just be like, look, it happens on Thursday Sunday at this place at this time. When you can, when you are available on the Thursday Sunday, you will show yeah. up. You will mm-hmm. be there on that one. But it's a space. It's here. You know it. I think that's one thing I love about Basquiat's Bottle and mm-hmm. being in um, Hoodworks being there on Thursday. The Hoodworks, first Thursday. Ay. Like I just need to know it's first Thursday. First Thursday. You know what I mean? Consistency. Every first Thursday, and that's what I was miss. That what I felt was missing, specifically in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I was hearing so many artists talk about you know. Yeah, I I have work, but I'm not I'm not trying to like show it like you mm-hmm. know I, I want to be on a platform right. where I'm like super visible. I'm just on some low key shit. Mm-hmm. So like, how can I show my work in a space that's like for us? Um, I get a little feedback or yeah. something where it's interactive, and I was like, where where, where is it? I have to create it. Mm. Hoodworks. I just mm-hmm. thought of an idea. We need to get out the studio, so I'm gonna just share it with y'all in a moment. I think I think I just solved this real quick. Bring. Everybody listening, Hoodworks Bring. happens every first Thursday. Mm-hmm. It's an experimental dance space for yeah. artists of color. It's a focus on us, but it's not just specifically for us. Mm-hmm. I'm just letting people know, you know it's, it's an integrity too. You got on us. that mic this time, didn't you? Yeah. I got on the mic this time. <laughs> just when is the next out. one coming? The next Hoodworks is this February seventh. This coming. We're, Next this comes Thursday. out on the twenty. This comes oh. out on the fourth of February. So oh great. So this Thursday. Mm-hmm. This Thursday, February seventh at Basquiat's Bottle, seven o'clock. Yes. Um. Anyone can can show some work. Dance artists of all genres, um, come through. It's been a really great time. Um, Jamal Barnes yes. hosted for a few months while yeah. we were out of the country, which was really great. Another um, example of brotherhood yeah. and and. Black artists working together to support yes. each other's platforms. So, and where can people who are interested in getting some of the work shown contact you? You can contact me on IG. Yes, at behood.dance, yes. or you can hit us up on our email at behood. You need uh, Ricardo for this moment. Yeah, right. I'm like, come on, come on, where are you? Uh, behood.dance at gmail.com. Yeah, that'll be it. Uh, yes. I'll also put that in the description box wherever you're listening. So, you know, for specificity if you're yes. needing that. Um, yeah, so, you know, Melanie, what's what you doing next? What's going on? Melanie Nicole Greeny. Don't do that. Don't put the government on it. Erase that. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, I got I to gotta make a note because I'm going to forget. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> Come on, not the government. Right. I'm in the process of um, 
Damn, what am I doing? I'm in the process <laughs> of host is. right. I'm hosting a fun Dereza for yes. an upcoming project. So um, that's out and about. If you go to my website, methodsofreception.com, you can get more information. And yes, I believe in the work. I believe in my community. I believe in paying people. Let's make this happen. Yeah. Um, how much are you trying to raise for the fundraiser? Uh, if you go to the website, <laughs> you'll get all the information that you need. <laughs> <laughs> Do the thing. Do the thing. Uh, what's today? This will be the fourth. Uh, what do I have going on? What you got going on? Oh, Lord. I don't think anything specific. I'm in the studio. I'm working on something. Um, I'm showing something new, working in collaboration with Katie McCrudden for Fresh Track's second half studio showing thing. It's June 7th and 8th. Um, and then also oh, on great. the... I'm here. Yeah. And then on the 9th, I'll be doing, um, showing something at... Um, performance mix i don't know exactly where that is but all that information will be on my website at jbui.com um also we're collaborating oh yes we are oh my gosh we're going to be in houston texas on when is april 15th april well we'll be there for okay i we'll have this conversation but um (laughs) yeah april uh 19th through the 21st we'll be at matchbox theater Mm -hmm. um performing our newest work howa the ride Annoying. I just checked my phone. I just got another no. From who? I'm not saying. On so air. annoying. Talk about later. Is it an organization? Hmm. It was oh. residency. Oh, residency. Mm. Yeah, I mean, hey. Who knows? You know, they rain. They rain down. Rain on me. Oh, yeah. This is the second one in, like, what, four weeks? Won't you take this pain from me? I mean, we just got no's from, like, two residencies that we applied for. You know, it's, it's like, I know I keep a folder of it because when I like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a freaking paper bed out of these. Notes. Also, we should talk about that too when you're applying for certain residencies and they're talking about the work and then they're looking only for certain kinds of artists who have certain kind of visibility. So like, child, that's uh, a whole nother right. podcast. Yeah, really that's uh, a good one though. Yep. Can you like say some, it again? I was singing. Oh, someone was saying this too about like how a lot of panels are extremely lazy, oh. and they'll just pick people that have high visibility. And oh, I'm I mean, they should have. They should just said that from the beginning. They're like, oh my oh, we gosh, want him. right? Oh my so I'm gosh. like, oh my gosh. All right, that's we got yeah. Five, six, yeah. seven, eight. We got to okay, get out. Um, this, this, oh, wait, wait. Um, thank you for listening to another episode of the Dance Union podcast. You can find us on Instagram at uh, the Dance Union, just one word. On Facebook at the Dance Union podcast, as well as um, listening to us on um, many places. You can listen at Apple Podcasts. You can just search the Dance Union. You can also listen to us on Spotify. Nope, I lied. That's right. coming. I'm manifesting. It'll be we'll be on Spotify soon, um, and you can also oh, listen to us on SoundCloud. It'll happen soon, yeah. And Google Play Music. Also, we have a Patreon account that you should definitely check out because we're going to have some really good incentives and some like exclusive things for anybody who wants to share a little bit of funds and gifts with us. Starting at just a dollar, if you can give us like just a dollar a month, you're going to see some like live video content. You're going to see some like um, you'll see a lot really of stuff. Oh, let me say things. this real quick. What's up? We forgot to say this, but. Uh, we will say there are some beautiful, amazing 
givers, angels in the world. They really are. And they will show up in your inbox in the unlikely of paces. And so for the person who mm-hmm. has been an angel, thank you so much. If to you don't like being called yes to both of us, thank you so much. Thank if you, you don't like being called an angel, then whatever you prefer. Yeah. You got it. Thank you. Kind like right. wholeheartedly. My feelings. Yeah. Like you changed my my you really shifted. Changed the, day the January around. around. Yeah. Look, all right. So you know we appreciate folks' support and help and all that good stuff. We yeah, really do right. appreciate it. Yeah. All right, you ready to five, six, seven, eight? We out of here. We didn't get to say what we want on our dance reunion, oh, but I shit. think, but no, 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 that's no. fine because we've said so much. We stuff. We did say so much stuff. What you want on the dance reunion? My dance union has. Let's just do it. We can do a quick round. Okay. My dance union has, and you just finished the statement. You've done this before. You would think it's the uh, first time. Right. Look, it is my first time. But I approach every situation with mm-hmm. a fresh energy, with a fresh beat, with a fresh beat. I wait. What's it? My dance union. My dance union is has has, has <laughs> love. Aww. My dance union has intergenerational conversations for Black artists about how to continue to survive and thrive. Yes, my dance union has a monthly blackening at a Black-owned gallery space in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn, for the Black dance artists to get together and um, just fellowship and be with one another. Did you call it a blackening? It's a blackening. All yes. right. It's a black yes. happening. Blackening. Yes. Blackening. <laughs> All right. Ka, 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 ka. Five, six, seven, eight. We, we out. out. <laughs> you look confused. Like, Orlando, or, or you're like, I don't know if we're out. Because like, I didn't know what was what we were going to say. Oh. As a, as a, as a out? <laughs> yeah. We out. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Ring with the harmony. Oh. Oh. Hey!